Welcome to Multiple Nerdgasm with your hosts, Matt. It's all a bit hearty, so I don't really understand it. Luke. Is that a little Sasquatch penis? Dan. I accidentally got soap in my urethra. And occasionally, Terry Smallshoe. Maybe you'll wake up in the middle of the night with a little Sasquatch penis inside of you. Multiple Nerdgasm, your guide to all things nerdy. Uh, how are you guys today? Pretty good. Not as good as you, I assume. No, I'm wrecked today. Hmm. What uh, What happened to you, buddy? I went to Wet and Wild with my niece and nephew. Ah. Oh, that's illegal. That's not I'm... Wet and Wild the club. That's Wet and Wild the, uh, the water park. The water park. Yeah. Uh, that makes more I sense. Yeah. Dosed myself up with a lot of drugs. Oh, yeah, this is sounding <laughs> better and better. I was going to say, wait, were you joking about the water park? <laughs> no, no, no. It's because I was going to be in a lot of pain, and I am oh. in a lot of pain now. Oh, Water park. Yeah. I went on every single attraction at least twice. <laughs> so what you're saying is that you got literally wet and wild. Yes. Nice. Oh, and dear. I'm going to pay for it the rest of the week. Yeah, when the police turn up. Yeah. <laughs> so how, how is that park, by the way? Because I, I have very little interest in going there. Um, well, my niece and nephew, they go there a lot. They've got one of those season passes, but they right. actually said today was a good day to go. Because hmm. normally the lines are about three times as long, and they have to wait like an hour and a half. So it's like a water park, right? It's not like it's not just like going to the local pool. It's got no, fancy it's a water stuff. park. It's it's weird. It's not like water parks I remember when I was growing up. What is what is it then? Well, I remember growing up when you would go on water slides, you went by yourself, yeah. <laughs> right? Every single one of these slides, it's sort of like a four-person or a two-person tube. There was no just Aww. jumping on down you go. Whenever that's, I went, there was always this weird. old guy there who said, no, no, you've <laughs> got to ride on my lap. Oh, um, I think you went to a different type of park. Right. Okay. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I know what you mean, though, Luke. I shot a commercial at a water slide park in Thailand this year. Oh, yep. last year. And um, there, there were some where you had to double up and triple up. There were ones where you could go on by yourself, but even then, you still needed a mat or a tube. Yeah. And I recall you just sliding on down, just, you yep. know, lubing up my body. I wasn't there, Luke, so you must have had a tube. Yeah, there was even this one, there was a 360 drop one, which is basically, I got a board strapped to my back, and then I dropped and did a 360 loop thing. <laughs> just on the ground. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, everything I had a tube. I think it's just safety. But I think with the whole two and four person rides, I think that's more of a how do we get these people, everyone through faster? Uh, so how maybe. do you? How it's, do you... It's, it's it's harder to molest a kid when they're in a tube. I've yeah. noticed. <laughs> Trust like, me, I'm talking way harder. How do you? How do you put them? How do you ride with more people? How, how does that work? Like you have to it's like, like a, you got to be like extra charming. It's a it's a tube. So it's like a four-person... It doesn't... That doesn't help. It's like a... a, a imagine a, a two-person one would be a figure eight, right? Is that what you mean? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So it's what basically... What are you talking about? Tubes stuck onto other tubes where everyone is in the center of a little tube that's all joined up. Oh. 
Okay, in like a, like an inflatable tube that you ride in, yeah. in a pool. Right, okay. Yeah. Fuck, yeah. I had no idea what you were talking about. I thought you meant the tube as in the slide itself is 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 cylindrical, like you ride inside the tube. I, I didn't well, know well, what you meant. You, you That's do. also true, I, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. I'm with you now. I I was lost. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's how I, I've not been to a water park, clearly, in a long time. Hmm. Yeah. Neither have I, and that's probably the last time I go for another ten years because I'm I'm hurting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't I didn't go on any water slides when I was there. Just want that known. Mm. I didn't go on any today either. <laughs> I think the next ride I go on will be in at Disneyland in Japan. Ah, interesting. Sure, they have water slides at Disneyland in Japan. Or did you just want to mention that you were going to just, Disneyland in Japan? Just mentioning I'm going to Disneyland in Japan. There. Yeah. yeah, I've not been to the Japan uh, Disneyland actually. No, I haven't either. No, I'm going to Disneyland, and then I might just call in the Disney World later this year as well. Oh yeah, to Florida. Why not, Matt? How many Disney parks have you been to? Well, I've been to, to how many both different of the ones, ones in California? Uh, I mean, we're just talking like location or the, yeah, the parks themselves. Uh, two. I've been to to California and Florida. Yeah, right. Yeah, I've mm-hmm. been to two as well. I've done two, so I'm going to do three this year. Ah, just, just a bit of one-upmanship going on here, is there? That's fine. Yep. I have told Hannah, though, that we are going in the single rider lines because I hate lining up. So. <laughs> so she gets to ride with strangers. Yep. <laughs> right. Well, speaking of one-upmanship, it seems the Grim Reaper is having some sort of competition this week to see how many beloved famous people he can wipe out. Yeah, that's right. And he's doing well. He's doing well. Fucking hell, man. So we've lost Lemmy from Motorhead. Yep. We've yep. lost Bowie from Bowie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've lost Rickman from a whole bunch of good movies. Yeah. He just keeps ramping up, doesn't he? Like, I mean, they're all British. And when you come down to it, oh, yeah. uh, Bowie and Rickman were both the exact same age as well. Yeah, yeah. that was that was startling. It's almost Not like startling, he meant to get but... Rickman and then... Just took down some of the digits wrong. Ended up yeah. getting Bowie and then just had to correct his mistake. Yeah. I was sort of... Uh, this is going to sound bad. I'm sort of happy... <laughs> go on. ...that yeah, go with on. Bowie and Rickman, they were able to keep their illness a secret so that I didn't have to go through this whole public affair and they could just... Well, Lemmy as well. No one had any idea Lemmy was sick. Well, Lemmy was a bit different. They've yeah, been because he had AIDS shows. for a while. <laughs> he f- he'd only found out like on the Friday and then on the Monday he was dead type of thing. Right, right. His was very, very quick. But Bowie and Rickman had been. They knew a about while it, they just didn't say anything. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, they're all very sudden from the point of view of, you know, like when Steve Jobs died, we knew that he was going to. Whereas yeah. with, these, with these guys, it was like out of nowhere. Well, Bowie's just released a new album. Yeah, and let yeah, me tell like you, when before. you listen to it now, knowing what we do. That's definitely mm. an album written by a guy who knows he's about to die. Yeah. It is dark yeah. as fuck. It's very interesting. And, uh, and yeah, and, and Rickman, obviously, yeah, I had no idea that was a surprise. Um, that's a shame. I like all, all of those people. I like, I mean, I'm not a huge Motorhead fan, but you've got to respect the guy's yeah. achievements. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the, fact that, the fact that he was still alive anyway <laughs> at <laughs> yeah. this point was, was pretty astounding. And then Bowie, I mean, speaks for himself and, and Rickman as well. Like, fuck, man. Yeah. Look, I mean, uh, I like Alan Rickman, and it's sad that he's dead, right? Mm. And and same with Lemmy. Like, he's an icon, and it's it's not good that he's dead. But mm-hmm. Bowie, like, I've, I've really felt this 
like yeah. more than any other celebrity that I can recall. It was an odd one too because I saw uh, a friend works in a newsroom and posted something on Facebook saying, oh God, this is the worst. And I was like, what's that about? And then somebody else commented on it and said, is it Bowie? And then he was like, yep. And I was like, what about it? And so I Googled Bowie yeah. and all I got was Black Star, the new album from Bowie, rave reviews, blah, blah, all this stuff. Yeah, and you I was like, found oh. out super early because when you told me, there was still yeah. nothing on Google as well. Yeah, that's what I mean. And as I was Googling, I was like, and then I found one, one article was like the Hollywood Reporter that said that David Bowie's passed away. And I was like, what? And yeah. then I was like, no, nah, it can't be real. There's not, a, not enough places reporting it. And then slowly they just started popping up and it was, yeah, oh, no, right. it, is, it is true. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. Di- died of AIDS. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> actually, Jenna's boss that worked the other day and then he was like, oh, about David Bowie, that's, that's terrible. She was like, yeah, yeah. And he goes, was it AIDS? <laughs> she was like, no. <laughs> it was crades. It was crades. So, cancer I mean... Aids. AIDS I guess this means we're gonna. I'm gonna have to construct the most complicated geek of the week ever. So it's yes. kind of gonna have to be a cross between Motorhead, Ziggy Stardust, uh-huh. and the Harry Potter theme. Is that? Yeah. Is that what we're thinking about? <laughs> yes. I mean, Sad, sadly, w- yeah. If you manage it, Matt, like quite honestly, like that will be an absolute musical triumph, a crowning achievement. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. all right. I'm gonna give it my best shot. Um, and whatever it is that I happen to, to come up with will we'll end up here. You might have seen the news today. It seems we've all died of AIDS. We died of AIDS. Ooh, it's Geek of the Week. Alan Rickman also died of AIDS. See me after potions class. I'm not even going to fake a reaction like I normally do because I just, uh, yeah, I just really want to hear, hear it this. first. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Hopefully, it's going to be good enough that there'll there'll be a an encore a encore performance of it next podcast. Man, if it's even <laughs> half as good as the Nick Cage news, which is <laughs> written as a Nick Cave song, then I'll mm-hmm. I'll be happy. Especially <laughs> yeah, was, since we actually have one. some Nick Cage news today. We do. Yeah, we do. Do you, want to, do you want to kick off with that then? Well, why don't you play the jingle? All right. Uh, God, this is a hard one to find because I stupidly named it The Ballad of Nick Cage and didn't just put it under <laughs> Nick Cage News. Here we go. I do like that title though. Well, Nick Cage walked into the room and he asked of his manager, is there any Nick Cage news? Nick Cage's manager turned to Nick Cage and said, of course there's Nick Cage News. Nick Cage is the biggest movie star in the whole wide world. And things are only going to get bigger. Take a look at this script right here. It's about a man made of wicker. Engaged <laughs> so news. So good. Um, <laughs> so look, I mean, there's not a lot behind this, but I just loved reading the headline. Actor Nicolas Cage agrees to return stolen dinosaur skull. Yep. And I really so wanted to that, know what you- that was. You really think that he stole it? Yeah, unfortunately, that's not the case. What happened is that he bought <laughs> a dinosaur skull from an auction, uh-huh. right? And it turns out that they had acquired it illegally. Ill- 
right. I mean, I don't know what legal ways you can acquire a dinosaur skull. I kind of always think that if you have bought a dinosaur skull off anyone, it's probably meant to be in a museum. I think the only way you can legally acquire one is to dig it up yourself. Yeah. Maybe. And I wonder if I mean, even that happens, whether if it's more than three feet down or something, then the government of that country has claim to it mm. regardless. What if, I mean, if somebody managed to extract some DNA from a mosquito and then clone a dinosaur and then murder the dinosaur, it, it, <laughs> yeah. that could, it could be a homicide case. Yeah, because I reckon you could reasonably argue in court, show me in the law where it says you can't murder a dinosaur. <laughs> yep. Especially yep. in America. Uh, like, if the dinosaur walked onto your property, you have the right to kill it. I think the, uh, it was set in the precedent in the case of um, the People versus Meteorite from... Um, <laughs> from five, <laughs> 5 million years BC. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, so the guy that stole the skull and then sold it to mm. Nick Cage for quarter million <laughs> to dollars. To Nick Cage specifically, knocked on his door and said, hey, you want to buy a skull? Hey, I've got something you might like. I just watched that movie Treasure Hunter and <laughs> yeah. uh, I've got something you're into. Um, funnily enough, Leonardo DiCaprio was also bidding on the skull but got really? outbid. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And what kind uh, of skull is sucks it? about what he doesn't get the money back, does he? Tyrannosaurus Batar. No, I don't oh. think he gets the money back, but he can afford it. So it's a I mean Tyrannosaurus, I assume it's a pretty cool looking skull. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Google cool. Batar. It's pretty badass. <laughs> as far as I know, Batar. it's a smaller smaller Tyrannosaur. Smaller than right. the Rex. But uh, you know, still pretty cool. Tyrannosaurus batar. Oh, yeah, that's pretty rad. Yeah. Look, as, as a segue, just mm. for mentioning uh, Leo DiCaprio, right? Yeah. Um, do you guys know that there was so much shit going around the internet on, like, legitimate websites, like movie news websites, that Leonardo DiCaprio had to come out and assure everybody that he did not get raped by a bear in his new film? <laughs> yeah, we talked that's... about this already. Did we? Yeah. yeah. Have we literally talked the, about this? Yeah. Right. We really did. All right, cut that what? and let me start again because I've seen that movie now. <laughs> Does he get raped by a bear? He doesn't get raped by a bear, but honestly, if you only saw that scene, I can totally understand why you'd think so. <laughs> like, the bear jumps out at him and pushes him onto the ground, right? Yeah. Then, and he's like, no, for no. no reason at all, the bear <laughs> turns him over. Right. And gets on top of him. So it is a bit rapey. So the bear says, You wanna you wanna hey, you wanna go outside and the alleyway? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Well I can't hear you. Can you you wanna go out the I, back? I, you I just wanna drink this? Think, just just have a drink. I think that film was written by a guy I went to school with. Yeah, I think it might have been. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so there's a I mean it's it's not unusual. Well, it's, it's still unusual. You can understand why people thought that. Because well, at first I was like, why the fuck would people even think that? Well, here's the thing, right? If you keep watching it for one to two seconds more as he starts to slash at him with his claws <laughs> and not fuck him up the ass, with, Not with his dick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, then it becomes perfectly clear what's happening. Right. So really they just, it was a really bad, because everyone got the idea from a trailer, wasn't it? Well, I mean, even so, like, how much of it would you have to assume? Yeah, but still, like, even if you're going, what, is he getting raped by that bear? Then you should really (laughs) just think 
Well, no, he's probably just getting attacked and eaten by it. <laughs> like, having not seen the film, I can't really make that assumption. I'm wondering now, did, did we discuss it or did I just send the article to you guys and then we discussed what? it in an email? I know that that, that happened. I'm pretty sure we discussed it. Because mm. I, rem- I, I don't remember having an actual conversation about yeah, it. Yeah, and I don't I remember know. hearing that back. Hmm. So maybe, maybe, maybe I just emailed it and then we Yeah, look, ask Jenna if she's heard it in the podcast. If she has, mm. cut out the bit where I says, have you guys heard? And if she hasn't, yep. cut out the bit where you go, are you sure? I think we've talked about that. Yep. Roger that. <laughs> <laughs> Editing. So in, Thanks, Jenna. In short... Jenna, in fact, don't even ask us, it. Jenna, like less like idiots. weigh in now while you're editing. Just, just do one of the two. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we have some dick news this week. Uh, it was sent in by a listener. Pop this little jingle in here. Penis schlong, prick the second soul about dick, it's dick news. And then I'm going to pop this dick news in here. <laughs> so, uh, listener Cognac Legion has sent in this link uh, for dick news. And it's about a kangaroo that a photographer was observing and taking photos. And he was very moved by the fact that it seemed like the male kangaroo was um, grieving over the, the dead female kangaroo and attempting to, you know, revive it. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a yeah. little anthropomorphizing, though, I will say. Yeah, and then uh, some scientists had a look at the photos and the footage and they said, ah, oh, yeah, no, he's actually trying to mate with her. Yeah, he's trying <laughs> to fuck that dead kangaroo. Um, he's he's very stressed and agitated um, and his forearms are wet because he's been licking himself to try and cool himself down because he's so aroused. <laughs> so um, my favorite thing about this yeah. picture is that, I mean, if you take it from that angle, it looks like a very sweet picture because you've yeah. got the father cradling the mother and the mother holding hands with the little Joey yeah. saying goodbye I for know. the last time. But when you know the truth... It's a mother trying to get a last bit of help from her child <laughs> as the yeah. child's father rapes her to death. <laughs> An interesting thing I noticed in this article as well uh, was that uh, it, the, the scientist says he's also aroused. The evidence is here sticking out from behind the scrotum. Yes, um, in marsupials, the penis is located behind the scrotum. So kangaroos have their genitals backwards. Are you sure that's not the tail? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's a genital. A, I think that's maybe, a powerful we, kangaroo tail. Maybe they're not. Maybe this guy wasn't a scientist after all. But no, kangaroos I, I noticed that. Fuck with their tails, do they? Do they? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen them do it. <laughs> but I doesn't don't, mean they don't, know. though. Doesn't mean they don't. Yeah. Fair, fair. But yeah, so it's it was. I don't know. Started out as, uh, I guess, a sweet photo, and then, uh, and then science made that's, it that's fucked. <laughs> what I love about this is this photo became, before it came out, the truth, this photo went viral, and everyone's, oh, isn't this sweet? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then because of this, when the truth had come out, everyone else has now heard about the story a bit more, and it's sort of like, oh, oh nature's just fucked. Yeah. 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 That's right. Oh, I guess there is no good. I mean, we've talked about animals raping other animals to death on this podcast before. Like, we just know it. Like, it's a a wild world out there, you know? Yeah. Oh, man. (laughs) It's got it by the neck. It's got it by the neck. Uh, Kangaroos, man. Penguins, kangaroos. You can't trust any of them. They all look cute, but they're dark, dark creatures. 
Is it well, beavers or is it otters rape that if rape as dead? well? Oh, Luke, that is a slippery slope. And Matt, I think you're going to have to play the jingle. <laughs> While the other brothers are doing time, listen up, yo, it's critical crimes. You want to rape a dead a person, do you? No, I don't want to rape a dead person. <laughs> when you have to justify that and come out publicly and say, no, I don't want to rape a dead person, then you know that you've misspoken, <laughs> don't you? And then yeah, when you when you, bit. when you ponder out loud, is it rape if they're dead? <laughs> <laughs> like I know it's wrong, but yeah. is rape but is the it right rape? term for it? And yeah. you know, really, is it cheating? You know. Well, no, actually, no. It probably <laughs> is rape because you're not getting consent. Right, but you're not getting consent from something that can't, couldn't possibly consent because it's. Yeah, well, that's I, still rape. That's look, that's why you can't rape a child. No, 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 no. But you can't rape a. a, a <laughs> lounge, you know so what I mean? Am like, I raping my flashlight? See, exactly. That's that's more what I was getting at. Yeah. Like if, if so, what bad, you're man. saying, Matt, is if they don't specifically say no for no, no, any no, 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 reason, no. No, no, then no, no, it's no, a no, yes. No. I'm saying it's an inanimate object at that point. Yeah, is see, kind of is what objects. I'm getting. But it's not the same because it it was once, you know, a living creature. So mm. it's a contentious a issue. What if you were a well, dendrophile? Because it's it's alive, you know. Yeah. What if? What if? <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, baby Wait, fight can you, club, can you fuck food? <laughs> oh. yeah, no, you no, can, I'm serious. Then. If if you can, if you if you bought a rotisserie chicken, right, <laughs> home yeah. from the supermarket, and the privacy of your own home, proceeded mm. to fuck that chicken. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, is that just a weird way to have a wank, or are you raping a dead well, chicken? I mean, I can answer that definitively. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> but is it illegal? <laughs> Probably not. I mean, it's fucking weird. But ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I ask you. <laughs> right. Can we talk about a daycare teacher forcing children to fight? I'd love to. Luke, do you want to take us through this? Well, um, I'm just trying to be up the story. There's a daycare teacher who's actually just uh, been found guilty mm-hmm. of pretty much starting her own baby fight club. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Now, I'll say right off the bat, that sounds amazing. But can yes. you tell me why that's a crime? <laughs> I think maybe the crime was she uh, she herself participated in... In, in tripping oh, so and, it's not that she's making toes. babies fight each other. No, no. It's that she's she fighting did. babies. She did. Yeah. And then she uh, she might have got away with it too, except she also participated in being a shit to the babies. <laughs> and just so. fucking knocked them around a bit too hard so that it yeah, was obvious maybe, when they I don't know. Home. Maybe she could have explained, ah, oh, they fight, you know, nothing I can do about it. But then <laughs> she's tripping them over and... <laughs> tripping them over, stepping on their feet. Yeah. Spraying them with just the face try to get them started, apparently? like being like, oh, someone tripped you <laughs> over. Don't stand for that. Like, what a, what a bitch. Like, who the fuck does that to... Like, how old are these kids? One-year-old children. One I'll, years old. I'll say this, One though. Years. If you look at her picture, I mean, she looks like a fucking dead shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, also, oh, she does look man. good for her age. She's 31, <laughs> Luke. Yeah. What? All right. <laughs> she, she, I've got more wrinkles than that at that age. You're not that age. Yeah, we're quite a bit older than her. <laughs> <laughs> I just remembered that shit. <laughs> I feel old again. Yeah. yeah. 
So um, apparently 20 counts of of violence against children, I guess, were dismissed during the trial because there was no evidence. Uh, <laughs> however... Because the babies uh, couldn't talk to testify. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but then three co-workers testified they'd witnessed her abusing the children, uh, had no bias, and one of them actually considered her a friend. So right. I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. This I have a problem with. Like, you just witness it. You don't maybe think to... Uh, you shouldn't do that. Yeah, like, yeah, whoa, whoa. Stop. Whoa. Yeah. You, uh, you're right there. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Matt? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You start a baby fight club. Oh, yeah. I'm so there. And you start tripping kids and pushing them over and stepping on their feet. Uh-huh. Don't think we could be friends. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well. Well, 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 well. Sorry. Well, that's all for this week. Thank you yeah. for listening. Yeah, I hope you find out a lot when you do a podcast with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, baby fight club thumbs down from the, by the judge. By, by the judiciary. <laughs> Yeah, he wasn't impressed with baby Brad Pitt or baby Edward Norton. (sighs) Or even... And she will actually be spending time in jail. Mm. Yeah, well, fair enough. (laughs) Says I put her in jail. I mean, look, yeah. (laughs) If you've got to put her anywhere, jail's probably the place. And she can join her own fight club. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that everybody kind of knows, and maybe this is a myth, an urban myth, but maybe it's true that everyone knows that if you're a child molester, you get um, like beaten and raped in prison, right? Yeah, yep. oh, that's just a thing we all know. And yeah, just, um, I, I just, my understanding. it's it's so funny to me. I mean, yes, that is a heinous crime, no mm. question. But the fact that you go to prison, which is full of other people that have committed fucked up crimes, who no, go, look, I, I've I've raped women, but not young women. So fuck you, pal. <laughs> I'm judging you, you know? No, I think, uh, I think, I mean, I, most, maybe I just know this from TV, but I believe that any kind of uh, sexual predator is is on the on the hit list in prison. Right. I, think, I think they just don't stand for that. And also, I think, uh, I'm sure I've seen somewhere they said that if you're, a, you know, like an abusive spouse, right. that doesn't go down well either. So if you're a murderer, though, that's okay. Well, it depends yeah, on yeah. Who, depends that's on cre- who and why. Cre- so if you yeah, rape if someone and they survive, you'll get raped yourself in prison. But if you rape them to death, you're okay because you're a murderer. Oh, I'm and pretty sure no cool. matter what happens, you're getting raped. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're probably right about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that for how to avoid rape in prison? No. I, oh well, he seems to know a lot about it. I would it. That's not do saying. well in prison. He's like, I assure you, you're going to get raped. <laughs> <laughs> I go to prison, I'm walking straight up to the biggest guy, I'm going to go, and raping well, him. guess this makes me your bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Act a bit oh, sexy dear. and uh, just get in with the cool yeah. kids. <laughs> Do you want to talk about video games? I don't know if we've had much video game news of late, because I just simply just haven't had enough time to play any. I've just been jumping from game to game to game to get achievements. <laughs> so just standard for you. Yeah, just normal. Yeah. Well, I play I bought uh, the Steam Summer Sale was on not long ago. Um it's probably the winter sale for the US listeners, but it's a summer sale here. Uh and I I picked up a few indie games. Uh one that I played ended up playing quite a bit is Darkest Dungeon. Have you guys heard of Darkest Dungeon? Is it no. a sequel to Dark Dungeon? 
Uh, it might they're be. shooting them in the foot, making it so they can't make any more. <laughs> well, it's it's a Lovecraftian uh, role playing game. It's kind of um, like a randomly generated dungeons, and the premise is that you you've inherited your old family, you know, stately home, which is run down because your father or grandfather delved into these caves underneath and unleashed unspeakable horrors. And so now all the Are we still talking about and- rape? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, and so you, the kind of the hub of the game is the town near where the mansion is, and you recruit new adventurers. Uh, they come in via carriage every week, and you you get these new adventurers, and then you form a party, and then you go on a on a quest, which is a randomly generated quest. And basically, it is brutally difficult and. It has this mechanic where, because it's kind of HP Lovecraft themed, your characters have a stress level, <laughs> and as they get more and more stressed, they develop little idiosyncrasies. Like I had one guy become a kleptomaniac, and so anytime <laughs> we discovered some treasure, he would steal most of it, and then, <laughs> uh, and then they become like you know afraid of of blood, and so as soon as some other the other party members get injured, they're like, Aah! and they like flee the battle and stuff like that. It's, it's really cool. interesting. Yeah, and so it, it's very difficult. It's almost but, like amnesia um, in that you, you've got a scare meter. Yeah, sort of. It's, um, yeah, but it's, it's individual per character. And so what, what happens is after an adventure, you can either run away, and it says, they, to be clear, you'll, you're going to have to run away quite a lot. Like you won't be, sometimes it just won't go your way and you know, your party will die or go insane. Yeah. And then you head back to the village, That's and then life. the ones that survived, you can put them into various places in the village like you can take them to the church and they can just kind of pray for a week and that that kind of <laughs> calms them down a bit and then maybe they'll be cured of some of their little ticks and mm. or they uh you can send them off to the brothel or to the tavern or they can go gambling and that kind of thing yeah. and and so you kind of have to keep this roster of heroes cycling in and then there's a mental asylum you can put them in the mental asylum and yep. yeah yeah it's really interesting and all the art work in the game is done by Mike Mignola who does Hellboy. Ah. And and all those. Yeah, so it's it's actually it's really really like that beautiful artwork uh like very dark and stylized. But it's a cool game. People complain on Steam that it's more difficult now. Um but I didn't play it before, so I'm kind of that's just how I know it. Apparently yeah, I'm just having a look at the moment cuz it's still in um early access. That's right. It used to be apparently easier and so I think People must have gotten used to keeping the same party members a lot, but they've changed it because they, they basically said, yeah, no, no, people will die if they're supposed to. That's the game. So I think the people saying it's too hard are being discouraged by the fact that, that their characters are dying, but you're not supposed to keep them. You're supposed to cycle through them. Like the, It looks the, fantastic, the Matt. It is. It's I'm really fun. I'm just checking fun. it out now. The art is yeah, amazing. I, I definitely recommend you guys check it out. You, yeah, you would like it, Dan, I'm sure. And I mean, I don't know, Luke. You, um, it's uh, I don't know. There's no achievements because it's on Steam. So <laughs> I'm about forget um, it. Six months to a year away from going back through my PC gaming phase. Okay, I'm just waiting to get my new computer. Well, I like that you plan this a year in advance. <laughs> <laughs> One year from now, I'll start playing PC games again. Mm-hmm. I just need to wait till I get my new computer. Okay. And I'm holding off as long as possible until I buy it. <laughs> yeah, Darkest Dungeon. Uh, I recommend it. 
it's it's fun and interesting. I just put it on my wish list in case anyone wishes to buy it for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's very very good. Yeah, creepy and dark and and difficult but fun. Hmm. Oh, I might give that a try hmm. in uh, six months to a year time. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. You guys played anything interesting? I uh, downloaded a little iOS game this week that I've found a little bit interesting, and it's called mm-hmm. Lifeline, right? And I Who guess this? I guess you'd call it a text adventure, right? Because uh, it kind yeah. of it 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 kind of doesn't have graphics or anything. I mean, it's nicely laid out, but it doesn't have moving images per se. But basically, mm-hmm. it works as you turn your push notifications on, and then you get a message from an astronaut who's stranded and is freaking out, and you're the only one that's been able to hear his message. So you chat right. with him and you help him out, and you know he'll say, "Well, what should I do? Should I should I climb up on top of the cliff to try to see the landscape, or should I try to find my way back to my crashed ship?" And you say, mm. "All right, just go towards the ship. You might need supplies." He was like, "Okay, it's going to take me about two hours to get there. I'll check in soon." And then, in two hours or so, you'll get another message from him, you know, in real time <laughs> that says, That's "All right, awesome. I'm here. What do I do?" <laughs> Is it? It's AI, or is there somebody sending these messages to you? No, no, it's just, it's all just AI. So yeah. it's uh, yeah, it's just based on what what tree you can go you, down. Can you tell him to oh. do anything? No, 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 no. It's a uh, multiple multiple choice, choice, as it were. All right, yeah. <laughs> um, that sounds amazing. I am actually buying that now. Yeah, <laughs> cool. Yeah, and no, I'm gonna check that out too. Yeah, it's just, it's pretty fun. cool. Yeah. For just something new and different. Um, if you get it now, I'm just having a look in this. Uh, for the next seven days, it's free I- iOS. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. I'm having to pay a dollar thirty-five. Can't argue with that. Fuck it. I'll just get it right now. Right now. Mine's live. installing right now. Live, it's only fifteen live. meg. But yeah, I had to pay a dollar thirty-five for mine. <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> oh yeah, free. Cool. Yeah. Lifeline two is out. Oh really? Uh, so I'm and already out of com- date. It looks completely different. It looks like it's kind of a mystical one. Maybe it's like, got uh, nothing to do with it, and they've just called their completely separate game Lifetime 2. <laughs> yeah. No, it looks like it's the same company, Three Minute Games, but it's... Uh, oh, yeah, there's a bunch of them. Lifeline, oh. Silent Night. Oh. Lifeline 2 is... Uh, it's a Christmas-themed like, one, is it? Lifeline 2 is about... It looks like you're a mage, or, or the person is a mage, and they're traveling... Arikas. Messages come to you. Oh, God, it doesn't tell you anything. Helping her on her mission to save her brother and avenge her parents kept her spellbound the whole way through. Interesting. Hmm. Oh, I'm going to check out the first one anyway. Yeah, It sounds like a fun game. I will. Tis. I will. Um, I think I'm going to give up on Fallout 4, just for the record. Really? Okay. Really? I just, wow. Yeah. Um, I, I've got to finish Witcher. <laughs> I've just got sure. to. Well, I, uh, what I did is I went ahead and finished the main story of Fallout 4 to free me up to play other games, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and I was glad I did that because I really wanted to check out Rise of the Tomb Raider. Which I've got, I got to play did. it. I've got to play it's it. It's lovely. Look, it's I mean, it's game. beautiful. And mm. it's, not, it's not difficult. You know, it's, uh, yeah. it's kind of you can't really go wrong. I mean, you can get eaten by a bear or you can fall off a cliff, but, <laughs> right. you know, like you can't go the wrong way, really. So, yeah. you know, it's kind of a, a no-brainer. I've got to be in the okay. mood for that. So I played that for a bit 
uh, progressed a little way through it, maybe a quarter of the way through, and then I just missed Fallout. So I've been huh. playing Fallout again this weekend. Does um the the main storyline in Fallout Four? I should yeah. just, I should just work my way through it because it's you, quite you can keep it's quite quick after that. Absolutely, yeah. It's yeah. like uh, yeah. Oh yeah, no. I'm saying yeah, like I know for a fact. But remember Fallout Three? No, you finished the main story. You died. Yes. Yeah. Yes, originally that's DLC. true. Yeah, until the DLC, um, Fallout New Vegas. Though I don't think was like that. You could just keep playing and exploring. No. But no, this definitely is. Um, no, no, Fallout New Vegas had an ending. It had like a like at the end, it told you everything that happened. Oh, yeah, maybe yeah, it this one you back does the same. The this one does the maybe. same. Yeah, and then you just wake straight back up. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. Because I've got a lot of side missions still do a lot of the map to still explore. Do you guys know you can go off the map in this one? Oh, I didn't. No. Yeah, you can go off the map in various How directions. Far? Quite far. Can you, you know get the, to Rhode uh, Island? <laughs> no. I'm serious. I don't think you can. I'm curious about uh, it. Is, is Rhode Island to the north or south of, of... South. Well, then maybe you can. Maybe you can, Matt. Interesting. Uh, but I... You know, you get, you get sent down there on a mission to the... Uh, I don't know how far through you guys have played, but it's called the, the Radiated Sea or something like that. And it's this really yeah. irradiated place where you have to wear your power armor or a hazmat suit. But uh, you don't have to stop. You can keep going to the east. No, to the west and the south. And there's other shit down there. Huh. Okay. Fucking death clause See, and stuff. I've still got to go you, find but... Valentine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I've done that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did, uh, did Valentine oh, I... give, you a, give you a nice little overcoat? When you've helped him so that you can look he like did. a detective? He did. I sold it because my, my armor that I had is, is way better. Yeah, but of course. I don't wear I don't, any. I don't like the armor in Fallout 4. You don't uh, wear the armor? Because you've got to put the... Uh, no, no, I'm going to say that I don't wear any novelty suits because I just wear armor. I don't like the armor. You're talking that you've got to have all. separate legs and arms and shoulders and... Yeah, I don't care about rather that. Rather than I just, just one suit it, of armor. It, it's too complicated. I don't care. And... I mean, I'm sure it's great for people who want to worry about that stuff. I just don't care. And also, it, it, I don't like the look of it. I think it's... Sure. Yeah. Well, I never see it. Yeah, I know. I know. But it's you when I'm in finding it and putting it on. That, yeah, I know. I, and then it, it like shows me and I look fucking ridiculous. And I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> like look, it's funny. I, I, I agree my, um, with you. I was quite pissed off with it when I was playing the game as a game. Now that I'm just kind of exploring and improving my home and improving myself... Um, you know, yeah. now I'm, you know, I'm, I'm updating individual pieces of armor and, uh, I did the same right. with my, uh, you know, I chrome plated my power armor, for example, one piece at a time. Yeah, right. Mine's got flames. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> of course <Yep>. it does. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm sure, I assume I'll go back to it, but, um, yeah, I don't know. It just hasn't grabbed me. There's some really great side saying... quests, though. Has anyone done the Silver Shroud side quest? I started no. it. I started it. I haven't got very fun. far. I don't. I think it's really weird. The one thing that I think is the reason why I can't get into this game is because I start off with power armor. <laughs> I know no. it's silly. Yeah. I haven't even used it. I've just got, it's parked at Sanctuary. I haven't used it. I feel I have to earn it. <laughs> and, and like I probably found six or seven suits of power armor. Yeah, you I've know, got two. and I, I just I just strip them for parts. Mm. You don't need more than one because you can uh, you can repair pieces. So right. just mm. get the best pieces and sell the rest. 
Okay. For cash or drugs. <laughs> to give to the old lady. Yeah, that's right. You know you can fuck Are people you doing... in Fallout 4. Uh, well, you emailed the other day. Yeah, you, you, apparently that. you can fuck any of your companions, including Codsworth, but no one's what quite sure meat? if you can fuck dog meat. <laughs> well, can. he's the only one I have with me because I got the Lone Wanderer perk. Because ah, I yeah, sure. Because they just get in the way. But he gets in the way as well. I just... Doesn't count as a, a companion for the Lone no, Wanderer. No, apparently perk? not. Oh, I'm hoping that's not a. I'm hoping that's not a bug that they're going to fix because <laughs> no, no, it's I handy. Think that's always been the case. No, I hate okay. having any it's, companion. It's handy to be able to tell him to carry all my shit. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So what I usually do is if I'm going to go into like a location, I'll make him wait outside. Because, stay, stay. Yeah. Because he, he just causes problems if he goes yeah, in. Yeah, just fucking but goes in, balls out. Yeah. 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 So. No, I leave him next to the doghouse in my home in Sanctuary. Hmm. Yeah. Doghouse. He's happier there. You guys, are, you doing the, um, are you doing the settlements? All that, all that doing not really. Stuff? Not really. I, you know, I fixed oh, up Sanctuary and, I'm, and I've, I've got a few settlements under my protection that, you know, they alert me when they're under attack and I go and help them out. But I'm not. I just ignore yeah, I'm not farming. Up and it's not. I don't play that game. No. I'm, don't I like built myself a house, game, so I'm so. skipping it. I'm just staying at Red Rocket. <laughs> okay, yeah. I got I a bed bought, there. I bought which, the house which Red Rocket in Diamond did... City, and that's where I live. Oh, okay. And, nice. And they they comes up and says so and so is under attack, and I'm like, what do you want me to do about it? I'm busy. <laughs> yeah. Sure. So. You know what, I mean, it's the one right next to sanctu- Sanctuary. Oh, okay. Oh, so yeah, it's within one. the border of Sanctuary's um, crafting radius, is it? No, just outside. So it has its own crafting station. Yeah, yes. it does. It's got a right. bunch of them. Okay, interesting. Interesting. But you can't store stuff in them, though, can you, Luke? Yeah. Yeah. You could, you no, could no, no. create a storage. But okay, but no, no, no. What I mean is, if you go to a crafting station that's in one of your, uh, what do you call them, settlements, and you dump yep. stuff in it, it's available. That that stuff is available at all of them. But if you yep, go to one by Red Rocket, really? Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I'm going to be completely honest here. I didn't know you could dump your stuff. I've just been carrying it around. Most of it doesn't weigh much. No, no. All your your the mods junk. and stuff. It's, yeah. Yeah. You just junk. dump dump it. Shit, really? And it just automatically converts it into everything, and it's just available everywhere. Yeah. All right. Interesting. It's like you push X, and it's just like dump junk. Yeah, right. Okay. Did not know that. Hmm. Hmm. The thing I don't like about Fallout 4 that you will no doubt discover, Luke and Matt, if you go back to it, is that... Mm -hmm. You know, you, you play a game a certain way and you kind of decide to yourself who your character's going to be and, and what they're going to do uh-huh. and how, how you play the game is kind of based on the ontology you kind of create for your character. But mm-hmm. in Fallout 4, you get to a point where you have to choose sides from a number of teams that you've been working and cooperating with. Mm-hmm. And once you choose sides with one the others automatically become enemies and will shoot you on sight and you can no longer talk to them or work with them. And it's a bit odd because in previous Fallout games, that's happened as well, but it's usually pretty cut and dry who the goodies and the baddies are. Right. This one, it's it's a bit more ambiguous. So, you know, I'm like, well, I don't want to piss these guys off. I mean, they've been real helpful to me. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm going to need to work with these guys. 
that's actually the reason why I um stopped playing New Vegas. Mm. I got up to a mission where it was if I do this, um, I'm not. They're gonna be pissed off me. They're gonna be pissed off me. And I just went. I don't want to do <laughs> that. I just want to do everything. So yeah. I won't play it at all. <laughs> Did you not finish New Vegas? No, I still haven't. Oh wow! No, I finished it game. twice. I need to go back and finish it. It's on my to-do list. Look, when and you like play very, it back to back, long to-do list. Yeah, I played it back to back with Fallout Three, and it's not as good. It's just not as good. Oh, okay. Like the story in Fallout Three is much stronger. The characters are much yep. richer. Hmm. I remember. But I, it's, it's I, still well, great. I feel like I enjoyed New Vegas a bit more, but I don't know why. Oh, really? Interesting. So. Yeah, you know, it's a fucking gamble. <laughs> Could be. Could be. Um, do you want to talk about some movies? Why not? Sounds good. I believe you've seen a movie recently, Matt. I did. <laughs> I, saw, <laughs> I saw a few. But I saw one in particular of note because I saw it with the creators of it. Ooh. And that was very exciting. We got invited to the Australian premiere of The Hateful Eight with um, Quentin Tarantino, Kurt Russell, and Samuel L. Jackson in attendance. And uh, I would like to very much thank Roadshow for inviting us because that was, that was a fun evening. Mm. Um, now, I have uh, to ask with this, did that have the intermission? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We had the it overture did. beforehand. Oh, wow. Uh, we, watched, we watched the movie in, in, uh, on film. The, the CEO of Roadshow got up and said, you're watching it on film. Like as oh wow, know. actually projected on film. Yep, great. Uh, and it was in the uh, the ultra wide presentation, and I mean, it looked looked beautiful. Like, yeah, it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, if you can see it that way, I recommend it. It was it was very just just very clear and and I don't know. It's just they did, it was a very good presentation. I, I I'll say. Uh, I mean, I'm sure. It, maybe it's just that I was looking for it. You know what I mean? Like, the, I'm sure digital stuff looks spot on any, anyway, but this, I don't know, this just looked really nice, but I don't know. Maybe hmm, other films do too. How was the movie? The movie was good. I enjoyed it. Uh, I'm not, as we've discussed on here before, a huge fan of Tarantino. Um, I liked Pulp Fiction and I haven't really liked any of the others. Uh, until Django, I really liked Django, and I really liked this. Uh, I liked it more before the intermission, and then I felt the ending kind of dropped off. Ah, oh, interesting. But, uh, but but overall, I really liked it, and I would watch it again definitely, uh, and I will because the, the, I there are things I want to pay more attention to. Is it a it's long got a good movie? story. Uh, three hours is pretty three long. Hours, I think it's it is. Quite long, yeah. yeah, three hours is pretty long. Yeah, it had an intermission after two hours when we saw it. Uh, oh, I don't it's know. two hours. No, no, no. It had it two hours, then an intermission, and then an hour. No, no, I meant like it's weird. I thought they'd go at like the hour and a half oh. mark. Yeah, no, no. No, no traditionally um, the, the second act should be slightly shorter. Mm. If you go okay. see a Broadway show with an intermission, usually it's like an hour in the first half, 45 minutes in the second half. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So what's it about? Uh, it's about a, a group of people. It starts out with um, Samuel L. Jackson and um, Kurt Russell's characters meeting. They're two bounty hunters. And one of them, Kurt Russell's character, is taking Jennifer Jason Lee's character. I don't remember the character's names. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a criminal. 
and they're, they're both bounty hunters and then uh they're stuck in the sam jackson's stuck in the snow and so kurt russell gives him a ride in his carriage uh they meet up with a bunch of other people and and through various circumstances they all end up uh in this cabin a place called um you know what i don't remember the name of the place uh, hateful something haberdashery something something have liddy's haberdashery or something like that anyway it's like a hotel it's this cabin and they're all stuck in this cabin which that's the one thing that i thought was strange at first uh, i read some stuff later on about why they did this but i thought yeah, they got these lenses out right these ultra wide lenses to shoot this film and then, uh, and then went inside and, and i thought i thought this is a, it's a western we're going to see some sweeping landscape shots. We're going to see, you know, some, some beautiful cinematography. And we did at the start. And then 95% of it took place inside a cabin. It's quite funny. <laughs> One big room. And, and what he said was, and I guess this is fair and why I want to watch it again, because it is, it is a fair thing to say that the, the wide lens allowed them to capture the whole room. Okay. Um, in a lot of shots. And... It is definitely true. That's why I want to see it again because you there's a lot of attention to detail in things because it's a Tarantino film. You know, you see some things out of order and then you you learn stuff later on. And you go, oh, that's what that was and that kind of thing. And so um, I think there is a lot of background stuff that you would appreciate more the second mm. time, stuff like that. So yeah, I, I would I would like to see it again. Um, Yes, yeah, so they get stuck in this cabin, and then and then they learn that uh, somebody there is working against them. I don't want to give too much away. And Please then, don't. And then things progress from there. Um, but it's very interesting. Everybody's char- all the characters were very interesting. I thought, uh, and yeah, I really, I really liked it. All the performances were really good. It was a good, it was a good movie. I'm actually looking forward to seeing this one, which is. Weird. I'm not the biggest Tarantino fan either. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never have been. Like, I think one of the ones I saw in Glorious Bastards, I just was not for me. So I haven't seen stupid. it, but stupid. I haven't seen it. I really want to watch it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch it maybe this next week. So maybe next week I'll report back and and let you know. I'll tell you uh, this, Matt. There are scenes in Inglorious Bastards that are fantastic. Yeah, right. Like the opening scene, for example. But mm-hmm. overall. It's just a bit weird. I'll tell you one thing. (laughs) One of his films I have really enjoyed, Death Proof. See, I didn't like Death Proof. I enjoyed it, except for that whole car chase when she's on the hood of the car thing. I think that Isn't that like half the movie? Yeah, if you get rid of that, it's a... uh, Yeah, but (laughs) they needed to cut that down. I liked the movie. I didn't like that car scene. Yeah, right. I think maybe I should watch... A few of his again, because I, I know he he's he's a smart guy, and I know he has things on purpose, and I know also that he I mean he'll do things because it's cinema and it's fun, but he'll also do things because he is a bit cleverer than that sometimes, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so like I, I feel like sometimes on some things people give him too much credit, and on other things they don't give him enough. Yeah, so, I think that's fair. I don't know. I think he's he's interesting from that point of view, so. I think I want to go back and watch Death Proof. I want to watch Inglorious Bastards. That's the first thing I'm going to do. I'm going to watch that. Maybe I'll do like a reverse chronological Quentin Tarantino thing or something. Mm. And just work my way back. I mean, I've, I've seen Django oh, fairly Have recently, fun when so you I'll get to that. Jackie Brown. <laughs> See, I haven't seen that either. So we'll... Uh, if you're going to do that, you have that. to include his episode of Alias that he directed. Oh, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did two, didn't he? And you have oh, yes, back to back, and you have to. Oh, just, oh yeah, it's a split. Yeah. You have to watch uh, the episode of uh, America's Got Talent that he did. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Don't know anything about that. Uh, I'll say this too. I have seen a lot of stuff, read a lot of stuff about him being uh, a total fuckwit. Uh, yeah, uh, he, he. As far as I can tell, he's not. He was very nice. Oh, that's so. Good. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe people catch him at a bad time, and that's that's the only only time you hear about it. But no, he was very nice, and he he had a lot of time for everybody, and uh, he was really friendly. That's great. So, hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Mm. It's a it's interesting experience being on the other side of the other side of the the barrier, so to speak. Mm. Hmm. It's a little off putting, <laughs> yep. to say the least. So uh, yeah, forgot to talk, forgot to take. Well, I didn't forget to take photos. I felt like I shouldn't take photos. Yeah, well, they probably had a big sign that the... said "Do not take pictures or video during." No, this. no, no. <laughs> it was more like <laughs> well, they 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 got there right. They had the the cinema blocked off to the street with the barricades and all the press were at the sides, and then you know their limos arrived and they all got out and they were walking in, and then so we took some photos and then I said, oh, you know, where do we go? Asked one of the security guards and showed him the passes and stuff. And he said, oh, yeah, come through. And then put us on the carpet with them. And I was like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, we went to walk in and gave, like, Tarantino looked over. I gave him a little nod. He gave me a nod. Like, he's probably wondering, oh, I'm, who the I'm, fuck are you? Oh, he's probably thinking, oh, this dude I'm, maybe I, he, he goes, well, I might know him, so I better nod back. Yeah, kind of yeah. No he seems to know me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I was like, well, this is weird. And then I was like, I really... I'm in the best position you could possibly be in to get a photo with Quentin Tarantino right now, but I can't because because mm, he thinks you worked I will, I will on the give, film. Because I will give myself away as as someone who's not supposed to be here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, you're on the having photo taken of you side, not exactly taking yeah. photo side. Yeah, exactly. So I, I was like, I had to leave my phone in my pocket, and then when I got to the end, I turned around, I took a photo backwards, where you can, I mean, you can see that they're there, but it was it's kind of less cool than it would have been to get you know, kind of a selfie with them in or whatever. But I know I just didn't feel right doing it. But uh, yeah. No, I fun. can understand that. A++ would, would red carpet again. That was fun. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> I, I've, Free drinks. I've definitely not red carpeted <laughs> with the likes of uh, Tarantino, but I did mm. uh, get invited uh, through Yvonne Strahovski indirectly oh, yeah. to the premiere of her film, I Love You Too which was this mm-hmm. fucking terrible rom-com. <laughs> um, right. But it did have someone we all like in the cast, and that's uh, it's a little actor called Peter Dinklage. Ah, nice. Was he there? Yeah, he was there. Right. But this, of course, is before the... Uh, Game of Thrones. Exactly. So I was just thinking, <laughs> what a great midget. And not really <laughs> putting any weight on the situation. You were just thinking. <laughs> well, unfortunately, it was before Midget Watch as well. Yeah, right. Wow. That must have been a long time ago. Yeah, it was. Because <laughs> Midget Watch is an institution now. Yeah, I know. I know. So I saw some movies during the week, one of which was Steve Jobs, the uh, oh, yeah, the I new st- movie Danny Boyle directs, script by. I started uh, to watch it. A West Wing guy. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What did you think of it? Fassbender. I started to watch it. I'll exp- I'll explain why. Why you started or why you didn't continue? I'll, well, yeah, <laughs> well, I'll both. explain both if you like. Um, here, well, here's my here was my thoughts. I watched it to the end, and I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Um, mm-hmm. But it's not very good. And uh, right, I, I, <laughs> for those who don't know, it's um, not so much a biopic like the movie Jobs, uh, starring Ashton Kutcher as Steve Jobs with a white beard <laughs> stuck on, which is just fucking appalling. <laughs> Um, But that went through his life. And this one is just set on three separate occasions, half hour each in real time, behind the scenes before the launch of the Macintosh, the Lisa and the iMac. So you see those Mm -hmm. three moments in his life. And uh, through either historical accuracy or just plain dramatic license, I don't know which, um, pretty much exactly the same thing happens. His ex-wife is there and his daughter is there. And his assistant is there, and Wozniak is causing problems. It's it's kind of like a three act repeating structure. Um, right. The reason I didn't think it worked was casting. Fassbender plays Steve Jobs, and I adore Fassbender, but he's yeah. just too charming to play a dickhead like this. I read afterwards <laughs> sure. that they originally wanted Tom Cruise to play this role, and I think that would have worked oh, yeah. so well because we accept him as just this fucking other planet living megalomaniac, right? Yeah, right. Whereas, kind of, Fassbender is just so charming that it's like, ah, oh, well, throw your weight around, I guess, <laughs> but you are a genius, so I'll, I'll let you, I'll let you off. <laughs> yeah, so it's so weird. Like this is one that actually looked interesting. Like the last Steve Jobs movie just looked. Yeah, here well, is, this is. Yeah, this one looks interesting and well done. Oh, it is well done. Yeah, absolutely is, and, and mm. they've um, they've done some interesting things with the cinematography. For example, they they shoot the Macintosh sequence on um, the kind of thirty five mil film stock they had. No, sixteen mil film stock that they would have had in the late seventies, early eighties. They shoot the one in the nineties with the Lisa in like thirty-five mil and then um Ari Alexa for the, the current stuff. So it's you know, it looks like the time they're shooting. So there's a lot of thought that's gone into it. Hmm. Yeah. What there's not a lot of thought that goes into uh what's uh, what's the Titanic girl? I can't remember her name. Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet. Yeah. Kate Winslet. Who has an accent sometimes. Yeah, I noticed that too. Yeah. That was weird. But anyway, that's that's my total summary of it. So, Matt, I'm very keen mm. to hear what you thought of it. Well, we were just we were just looking for something to watch and so and I've been keen to see it. Yeah. Uh and I mean Jenna's not super interested in in Steve Jobs at all. Uh in fact, she thinks he's he was a dickhead. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> well, he was. Yeah. Right, uh, and so, and she's you know not super interested in the story or anything like that. So, but I, I popped it on, and then we're watching it, and then I don't know. She wasn't very interested. I noticed that she was just doing stuff on her phone, not interested. And then I, I, I already knew all the stuff that was happening. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? We could just do something else because <laughs> you're not you know, going to learn anything know, new. Yeah, I know what's going to happen, and I'm fine with just watching this at some other point. I don't really care. Yeah. Um, and then you know that we could just watch something that we both want to watch. So mm-hmm. that's why I've only seen 
Uh, I saw through, all through the first, you know, the Macintosh. Because yeah. you never actually see the keynote for the Macintosh. No, you, always, you never see the keynote for all of them. They fade out before it starts. Yeah, okay. And then it came to the second second lot, uh, and I, I said, you know what, we don't have to watch this. I can... I can do this another time. Because yeah. again, I'm not. I know. I know the story. Well, if you've all, seen all the one, stuff they discussed, yeah, exactly. And if you've seen one vignette, you've seen the whole movie because it's just it just goes on repeat. Okay. Startlingly I was, I thought Fassbender was pretty good, but I do agree that he was. But see, he was charismatic. But I think wasn't this, they say Steve Jobs was. I never met the man, obviously. I don't so, know. But maybe, maybe, maybe that is correct. Yeah, I guess maybe it is. Maybe it is. Couldn't I mean, smell him through the screen, something. though. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, <clears throat> I thought it was all right, but... Uh, here's, just, here's my advice. If you love Steve Jobs and you want a great biopic on Steve Jobs, go and watch The Pirates of Silicon Valley. Oh, that is a great movie. Yeah, because yeah. that's fucking great. You just you, you can't I, do better than that. They've already made the no, movie about the, Steve Jobs and um, Bill Gates. And their rivalries. It tells the whole story. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. That was a great movie. Yeah, it was. Uh, I watched something else, actually, just before we recorded tonight. Mm. Um, this is on Netflix. And I, oh, I would I've recommend... got Netflix now, Matt. It's so good. Ah, it My is life good, has it? changed. <laughs> I wonder if we can get sponsored by Netflix. <laughs> TV's fucking dead, man. <laughs> yep. Well, have a look on Netflix for The Captains. And this, I saw a trailer for this years and years ago, and I was fascinated. I was very interested to see it, but it never happened uh, until I, like, I just saw on Netflix earlier, like, it's like the captains. It's William Shatner. He made a documentary where he interviews uh, all of the various captains from Star Trek, you know, who, on, on various uh, different series. Wow. And I've, I've and literally thought- just found it on Netflix right now. Bookmarking mm-hmm. now. Now I will say this: I don't want to give too much away, but have you ever? We've seen William Shatner talk, right? You know, yeah, the guy's yeah. a maniac, crazy maniac, right? I thought this will be a light-hearted little chat with them reminiscing, telling anecdotes, and all that kind of stuff. And it does begin that way, but then Bill, being Bill, starts <laughs> asking the hard questions. Oh, like talking to Scott Bakula, he's like. So, you know, we work, uh, you know, we work on these TV series. We work, you know, 12, 18 hour days. You know, you do what it, you do what it takes. It's, it's tough, isn't it? And he's like, yeah, yeah. When I did Quantum Leap, you know, I had like five days off in two years. And he's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. were you married at the time? And he's like, oh, oh yeah, I was. I was. And he's like, mm-hmm. how'd that work out? <laughs> and then he's like, he's like, oh, I mean, we're, we're divorced. He's like, okay, could you talk about that for me? And then, and then he's, wow. he's getting, and then, and then, and then, on, 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 and then um, the, the, I forgot, I've forgotten her name. Uh, Captain Janeway. Like so, when you when you were on Star Trek, you you had two young children, and and he, she's like, yeah, yeah, dude, that was difficult. And he's like, mm, how do they feel about it? And she's like, oh, I'm, I think actually they're they're still very resentful to this day. And he's like, mm-hmm, could you tell me more about that? <laughs> and like like it it goes to like the weirdest places. Wow. And it's like it's really good. It's fascinating. Great. Shatner and Patrick Stewart are sat there chatting at Patrick Stewart's house, and William Shatner has this this huge moment that like I don't want to spoil it. But you should definitely watch it. It's really, really interesting. Well, I will. And uh, what's the guy who plays Cisco on um, Deep Space Nine? He's a maniac. <laughs> like, okay. he's actually crazy. He, he, he won't answer questions. He's sat at a piano. And every time Shatner asks him a question, he just starts playing something on the piano. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. 
So weird. yeah, the captains. I highly recommend it. It was it was okay. really really interesting. I will interesting. give that a watch. Yeah, really interesting. Like way 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 more depth than I expected from a lighthearted documentary about Star <laughs> Trek. Like that's not what this is. It is, but it isn't. So fuck. And like uh, just about the. I mean, personally, I gained an appreciation for the sacrifice that people in that profession have to make. Mm. And maybe that's what he was sort of going for? Yeah, it could be. Like, like all of them have, every, every person that he interviews has this very, very dark aspect to their fame that he, yeah, right. he, like, he, he, that he like digs into, like fucking gets his teeth in there. It's really interesting. <laughs> I've said it's really interesting very, very often in this conversation, <laughs> which is interesting. That is interesting. So, yeah. So, two <laughs> thumbs up. Yeah, two thumbs up. The captains. It was really good. It's interesting. <laughs> How Anyone? interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> Anybody else seen anything interesting? Um, I haven't actually finished watching the whole Making a Murderer. Ah. Oh, yeah. But I do want to say one thing about it. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the whole idea about it is he's sort of blaming that he was set up. Yeah. Now, I just want to say, if the police were going to do this uh-huh. to set him up... Uh-huh. Do I need to play so, the jingle? Should I play the jingle I think first? you do. Okay, here we go. <laughs> While the other brothers are doing time, listen up, yo, it's critical crimes. Crimes. <laughs> now, I think the police, I think... If they were going to set him up, they wouldn't do it this way. Okay. Because, like, where did they get the body from? Who killed her? Yeah. Did the police kill her? I think if they were going to set him up and try and get him out of the picture, I think they'd try and organize it that he looked like he was attacking one of them and they had to kill him. Well, the the guy says that. the uh, Whoever it was, the sheriff, I think at the time, said, I don't know if you're up that far, but he, no, actually, he actually says at one point, if we wanted to get rid of him, <laughs> it would be easier to kill him. And then the, the interviewer is like, like, "Sorry, can you say that yeah. again?" <laughs> yeah, the interviewer's like, "Sorry, did you did you just say that?" And he's like, "Yeah," and I'll say it again. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, really, if we wanted him dead. Because... We just kill him. Like, <laughs> yeah. To go out and kill someone else, or yeah, frame him for someone else's murder. So there's a murderer really out there. I mean, it just seems very convoluted. But you can just go, "Oh, he was coming at me. He had a gun, so I shot him." I agree with you on that. I think uh, I don't know that you're supposed to think that they actually murdered somebody to to set him up. But I think. But even if they were to, this woman was murdered. Um, shouldn't you maybe go find the person who killed her because there's a well, murderer out there? That's kind of the thing that's disturbing about yeah, it is that right. if if they did do this, then they, as they did before, have let a guilty person go free. Yeah. Because mm. and and you need to like that's the thing is yeah it, it does sound awful but they did do it already yes the first time yeah when he's arrested right. yeah like so and they've admitted that know, yeah that's what makes it like a bit more if it wasn't for that first one I'd be like oh they wouldn't do that but they did do it so <laughs> yeah. I don't know but have you seen it. his fiance's come out now and gone he's guilty as hell. Oh really? No, that really. he was sort of threatening her and all of this, and okay. so yeah, she's saying she's not supporting him. Well, look, this, the, the his, simplest answer to this mystery is he did do it, and he thinks <laughs> yeah, that right. 
you know, if he argues that he didn't, enough people might think, yeah, he probably didn't. Let yeah. him off. Yeah, he'll mm. he thinks that he can get away with it because he got a well, didn't get away with the last one, but because of the last time. Yeah, that's right. He gets a, because he gets of the, his unique pass. situation. Yeah. If that's true, then he's he's a psychopath, clearly. Because why would you do that? Yeah. Like, well, the only thing is, though, I mean, he doesn't really seem smart enough to like orchestrate to, some yeah. kind of. It's definitely a weird one. No? It's mm. it's good television. That's what it is. It certainly is. <laughs> yes. You watched yeah. the Jinx yet? Couldn't. It's not on Netflix, so <laughs> I couldn't. I looked for it. I guess I definitely. Why did I watch it. it? I watched some more forensic files because I couldn't find it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Maybe it's, maybe it's just I, um, not on the Australian Netflix. Yeah, could be. I, yeah, I couldn't find it on there. J I N X. Yeah, the Jinx. correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we looked. We looked. Do you guys see this? Um, this Ten Cloverfield Lane trailer. Yeah, yeah. It looks pretty look. cool, right? Yeah, it does. Did you, you didn't watch it, Luke? No. It's um. I mean, loading it up now. It's uh, produced by J J Abrams. It's Bad Robot. It's called Ten Cloverfield Lane, so it's pretty safe to say it's Cloverfield related. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's completely <laughs> different. Yeah, like it's got. I mean, as far as I can tell, nothing to do with. It, it's not even. It's not the same style as the first one. The first one was all handheld. Just happens on the same street. It looks like John Goodman's got either his kids or somebody else's <laughs> kids locked in a bomb shelter under his house and they don't, I don't know, I don't quite know what happens, but it, it, as the trailer progresses, they seem to figure out that, that they're not supposed to be there and he says, don't go outside, don't go outside, and then you never find out quite what's going on. Mm. Looks interesting. very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a film that was very interesting this week. Has anyone else seen John Wick? Yeah. Did you like it? The Keanu Reeves one? Yeah, Keanu. Yeah, I did like it. Yeah, yeah me too. I mean, th- this is not going to win any awards, right? No, it is what it is. But if you just want to see a movie with great action sequences, mm-hmm. Keanu Reeves in nice suits just fucking wailing on dudes, then John <laughs> yeah. Wick is the fucking movie for you. Like, Yeah, it's good. So this is directed by a first-time director who just happens to be Keanu Reeves' stunt double. Like for many years, oh. right? And so there at some go. point, he's obviously said to him, "I've uh, I've written a movie starring you. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a lot of stunts in it. Yeah, <laughs> it does. Yeah. It really does. Like starring me. Exactly <laughs> <laughs> right. No, honestly, like uh, I'm not going to give anything away. It's all in the trailer. But mm. some gangsters yeah, kill. It's not a, it's not a complicated. No, movie, they but kill it's good. his dog. Right? Some gangsters yeah. kill his dog. And it's quite sad. It's quite sad that they yeah. kill his dog. Because fuck you, stay away from a man's dog. You know? Yeah. Because he got the dog after his wife died. Yeah, that's right. I think. Yeah. There's a, yeah. And then, you know, there's a backstory. That he used to be a hitman, but he's gone straight. And he, his wife yeah. helped him kind of get out of that life. And now she's dead and he just looks after this little dog. Um, and then fuckwits kill his dog. And he goes fucking Psycho. Psycho. But there's just great action sequences in this. The kind of action sequences you rarely see anymore. And it's just, it's just good. I feel I'm talking to myself now. That's all for this week. Thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the show. If you enjoyed it, then please subscribe and iTunes to receive episodes automatically. We'll see you next time.